This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to Happy Homes and Gardens. I'm your host, and it's Daphne Royce. I am a real estate broker, architecture, and interior designer. Rebecca Alvarez's story is a sexologist and founder of a booming, an intimacy company that creates inclusive sex education and clean intimacy products for all bodies. She is the first Latina to launch an intimacy brand in mass retail, and also create the only industry standard that educates customers on ingredient toxicity and potential health risks. Let's welcome Rebecca, the founder and CEO of Boomi, as we dive in the topics of intimacy and sexual wellness. Thank you, Daphne. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Please tell us who you are and what inspired you to start Boomi. My full name is Rebecca Alvarez Story, and I am a first-generation Bay Area kid. So my Experience growing up here in a really progressive—I'll、um, say—part of our country, mixed with growing up Latina and religious. Like there were a lot of things that I feel like were the perfect storm for me being very interested in sex education and really understanding the power of what great sex education can do for folks. So I was inspired to start this company for a variety of reasons, and it's been decades of. I feel like always being pushed into sex education in a good way. I didn't have、um, what I'll call like comprehensive information growing up because I had abstinence-only education in high school, and then in college, I just saw so many young adults trying to navigate the complexities of relationships and sexual wellness and prioritizing. All of those things really inspired me to study the category, and when I did that, I fell in love. I ended up seeing that I could make an impact with the work that I did. And when I started Bloomy about five years ago, it was to develop a very thoughtful and intentional company that could help people with their intimacy struggles. With education and product, so not just selling you a product, but really explaining to you. Here's what you're struggling with. Here's why, and here's how you can support that. And I love that Bloomy's been evolving for five years. You have studied women's health and sexuality at UC Berkeley and graduate school. Why is this sexual wellness important? Oh my goodness, sexual wellness, I think, is now becoming more mainstream and more important to talk about as a society, but. Our intimate life is critical to our overall wellness, our quality of life. There are so many studies that show that good intimacy, specifically like a good sex life, is directly related to being happy. And there's a lot of studies that also go into the health benefits. And I think there's it's vital to us being happy people and in good relationships. Did you come out with the business name Bloomy?、Um, how did I come up with Bloomy? So my husband is a marketing executive. He's done branding for really cool brands, and when we had this,、um, when we had conversations about starting this company before we actually started it, 
I told him I wanted his support with that part. And so we actually went out on a date. We brought a notebook and we did a whole exercise to try to brainstorm. And from that exercise, we tested a few things, but it was really, um, it's a word that reminds folks of plants and blooming and growing but it's also kind of cute and short and easy to remember. I love the double O's. Companies with double O's tend to do really well. And it reminds me of the body for some reason. So that was how that started. Thank you to my supportive partner. <laughs> and that was a great story. <laughs> Tell us more about what is a clean, intimate care. Clean, intimate care. Great question. Um, so you know how in the field of beauty, there's now clean beauty, and that's becoming more mainstream where consumers are really educated. Like, I don't want parabens. I don't want phthalates. Like, people know what they are, what they should avoid. In intimacy, I feel like this is the next category that's getting a lot of attention from a health lens. And in this category, there's a lot of products, unfortunately, that have toxic ingredients in them. There's, there's so many reasons why the, the like category has evolved in that way, but it's highly unregulated, meaning the same thing that you put like in a nail polish or a lipstick can be what you put like on an intimate product. And those two should not be, it shouldn't be the case. So clean for us, we did a lot of research with top experts in the country. I'm really proud to be working with them. And what we did is we made a list of thousands of ingredients that should not be in our intimate products. And I'll give you an example of something that maybe folks don't realize is bad for intimacy or intimate skin, um, glycerin. Glycerin can be plant-based and it can be an ingredient that you find in like your body products, like your body lotions. But on intimate skin, glycerin can actually create yeast infections and irritations. So that's an example of when we say clean, we mean very thoughtfully designed for intimate skin. It's not just for women or men. We take, we just talk about like the skin in general, um, but it's really like not having to worry about bad stuff being in your products. For us, even just like our devices, like our massagers, our toys, we make them with medical grade silicone, which is like the highest quality that you can make. And that's very rare in the space. Usually companies will do like a mixture of ingredients or materials, or they won't tell you what the material is made of because they're allowed to not tell you. Um, but we're very transparent and we make sure people don't have to worry about that. That's really a great information. And I know Boomi provides education and products both. Can you elaborate more on your education and products to the listeners? Yeah, if um, people are just curious about the category, like let's say you want to learn about desire or libido and how it's working in your body, you can learn so much from our guides and the information we have on our website. We want people to feel comfortable learning about intimacy. And then what we do is we take it a step further. And if you have an intimacy challenge, we'll give you recommendations. Most of the time, obviously, they're bloomy recommendations, but sometimes we recommend other things as well. We try to be really thoughtful about that. Um, all of our boxes as well, like if you look at our packaging, you can scan it and go directly to our sexology like portal. So you get a lot of information on how to use the products, but there's a lot of really rich content there. 
And it talks about like our clean standard too. So some of the most common, I'll say intimacy concerns that we see just to share what they are and bring that to light and a few tips with it, I think for the listeners, the most common intimacy struggle right now with folks has to do with their desire. So having low libido and we don't always have to be like in the mood for intimacy, right? Like that's not a, a realistic expectation. But if you want to be in the mood and you're not, and you have, you feel like you want to do something to spark that interest, or you feel like, oh, you know, I wish I wasn't so tired. I'm going to share like why libido is such a big problem and like what you can do naturally. In our country, in the United States, there's so much um, like work hard work ethic that what ends up happening is people tend to be very tired and very stressed. And those two things do lower your libido. So what people can do, and this is like, it sounds so simple, but to help your libido right away, I encourage people to rest, like make sure you have a good sleep hygiene routine and also reduce your stress levels in whatever way you can. Because when you do those two things, it will help you connect with yourself or your partner a little more easily. Sometimes I'll even tell people, if you have a date night with your partner scheduled for Sunday or Saturday, whenever you have this this time, the day before should feel like a restful day for you or the morning of like, can you take a walk and a nap? Like whatever you need to do to rest will directly impact your sex hormones in a way that allows you to feel like you can get in the mood a little bit better. And then the other concern that I think is really common has to do with communication. And people will ask me like, what do I say? How do I even start the conversation? Like my partner and I, we love each other, but we don't really talk about our sex life very much. Like I want to, but what do I do? And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about where if we don't, you know, if we don't constantly communicate about our sex lives and intimacy, it doesn't feel natural. So just starting will be very helpful and telling your partner something like, honey, I want us to be more, you know, open about our intimate life. Like, let's talk about it. Like, what do you like? What are you curious about? Is there anything that you think would be fun for us to try? Like, it's okay to make it both of you exploring together and not make it feel so big and embarrassing. And then also, so like, this is a small tip, but sometimes people will say, well, my partner never does X. And I think in that case, it would be really simple if you could just say, I really love it when you, and maybe we should do more of that. I really love it when you initiate. I would love it if you could do that more often. Or I really love it when you give me time to myself so I can unwind. It makes me like feel really good on our date nights. And there's just things you can do that way where it doesn't have to be focused on the negative stuff, but it's like building the stuff that is working and exploring that even more. Do you think uh, food will have any connection to this? Food? Yes. What we eat matters. And it's like, you know, I think when we see the connection between like diet and our mental health, you know, like if we're hydrated, if we eat whole grains, if we have like um, mood boosting foods, like we feel good, it directly will impact your libido. There's even things you can eat to naturally boost your libido. For example, Maca root is a great um, 
It's an, like an ancient aphrodisiac, but it's basically like a Peru, Peruvian aphrodisiac that um, originates in the mountains, but it's been really helpful for folks that want like a natural boost. It's also great for energy and stamina. And so sometimes just adding a little bit of that in your coffee or in a latte can be great for just like uh, sexual wellness, health and maintenance. But then other foods like um, avocado, pumpkin seeds, um, asparagus, like there's certain foods that are rich in nutrients that help with our regular hormonal balance. Like that's also great to tackle and include in your, in your diet. One thing I forgot to mention about the clean standard that's related to education is that for women of color, especially we are the ones that are the most negatively impacted by toxic ingredients in our intimacy products. We have different pH levels. That means that like we have different uh, lactobacilli in our like uterus, our vagina. And it's something that people don't know like the science behind necessarily. But what happens is our pH is higher than other women's. And what that means is that we are more, it's easier for us to get infections like a yeast infection or BV or throw off our pH. So education for us is also sharing with folks, hey, your body is actually different. Here's why it's especially important for you to think about products that don't have these product ingredients in them. Thank you so much. I learned so much today. <laughs> You're welcome. And you mentioned earlier about your packaging. You uh-huh. have a change the image of a uh, typical product and I love the design and color they look uh, approachable just like you go to the cosmetics counters how did you come out with your design and also keep the sustainability in mind our um our overall I'll say branding is led by our amazing team where I feel like it's always been our team is the one that's creating this Um, We have a great designer, but (laughs) she'll tell you, we just reiterate a lot. And before we launched, we thought we were ready and then we did it again. And then we had more changes. So it's been a, a iteration process to make sure that the branding reflects what we're trying to achieve. And we studied a lot of brands to see what was working for them. But our brand is um, sold nationwide at Target. It's also sold on our website and other retailers. So our packaging needs to be powerful. It needs to, um, you know, like pop on the shelf, but also be on brand for us. We want to have like a calm inviting vibe for anybody that buys our products, not like a hot flashy vibe, which there's nothing wrong. It's just a different approach. So I would just say it was definitely the team effort and like a lot of iterations of it. Um, But we definitely like focus on if we're going to use, for example, treeless cartons. So cartons that are made with post-consumer waste, they're not made from trees and paper. Then we want to talk about that and celebrate that. So if you look at the color of our boxes, it's like a light gray and you see the grains. That's because we're using very natural products that are compostable for our packaging. Um, And we just try to really celebrate that and not color over it or, you know, like make it, make it like very flashy. It's more just like a calm vibe. 
And I know you have a little pouch. Just put your product in there. Just say cosmetic products.、Uh, <laughs> yes, that's the pouch.、Um, all of the toys come with its own pouch. And what I love about it is it's stretchy、um, and antimicrobial. So it helps keep your toy clean, and you can travel with it. It's you know, it's just like a, it looks like a little cosmetic bag, right? So you would never know. <laughs> So you are a Latina founder and entrepreneur. What were the challenges as a woman creating a business in intimacy industry? Ah,、uh, <laughs> it's I have a lot of a lot of things that come to mind with that question. But I would say the main thing is being a founder. Just in general, can be taxing and lonely. And a lot of times, when I speak to friends who are also founders. It's amazing when we relate on a problem, like oh, we're having that problem. Oh, wait, we're also experiencing that because we're often so ingrained in our own company and leading the team and the strategy and all of the pieces that come with it that we don't we don't know how it compares to other brands. Sometimes we have to really like be intentional about coming up for air. And I would just say the the stress I've. I've seen it take a toll on people, and I think I've been very protective of my mental health throughout this process because I want to stay as healthy and balanced and strong as possible. I I think the the stress levels in building a company can be overwhelming for a lot of people, and then being Latina, what usually happens for me is there's. There's no, or there are few role models that I can say. Oh, there's a Latina who's leading a company doing this thing. Like, I probably know the majority of the Latina founders that are like one stage, like ahead of me, and we are friends. Like, I appreciate that they answer questions and they mentor me when I have a concern. And then I try to do the same for other entrepreneurs of color that are they have quick questions. They want me to look at their decks. So it is. It is a collaborative ecosystem, but it's a really tiny ecosystem. That's the one thing I would love to see change. You did very well, and you survived in the last five years. <laughs> Thank <I> you. Continue <laughs> success. Yeah, I'm excited and really proud of what the team has been able to accomplish. But I also、um, there's the hard days. There's great days. There's you know. There's a roller coaster of things that happen. <laughs> It's not an easy place to be, right? Doing the startups. Yes, I agree. Let's talk about sexuality. It's one of the topic most often avoided between parents and the teens. What other way this can be openly discussed? Okay, so just talking about anything related to sex. Is uncomfortable for most people, so I just want people to know that if you feel uncomfortable, you know, communicating with your partner or a child, like that is actually normal. And the reason is because most of us do not grow up openly talking about sexuality or asking our family questions about sex. That's not the common story. And so when we're not practicing something, it doesn't feel natural. And what I like to tell folks, especially parents, is just because it wasn't natural for us doesn't mean it has to be that way for your kids. 
So being one, like, okay with the fact that you're going to be a little uncomfortable, that's fine. Like just being okay with it helps. And then I would say, be open to little conversations. There's a lot of research that shows that one big sex talk is not effective. So you don't want to sit them down and make it this big, awkward sex talk moment. What you can do, though, is you can have small conversations that are ongoing all the time. So for example, if you have a, I'll say a, a young child, five and under, really sex education isn't sex education at that age. It's more body education and teaching them about like body parts, privacy, um, and really getting them to feel like they have a protective bubble around them. Like that's important. And then developmentally at the next stage, like let's say it's like preteen stage. For them, it's really talking about, you know, menstrual cycles, um, identity, uh, what it means to love someone, healthy relationships, unhealthy relationships. So that's where I wish I could scale myself in a new way and I could really like help parents because I can't tell you how many times people reach out, but trust your gut and just have the dialogue is the best. It's the best thing you can do and answering their questions so that they can trust you. Because when you get into the teenage years, if they ask you a question, they're trying to like shock us, right? Like sometimes, not all the time. And so just being able to answer their questions openly and honestly, sometimes it's just a short answer that they need and then they feel good and move on. So that's that's what I would say. And, and then I would say lastly, too, is continue to be a sex educator in your family, like learn about things, read about things, read the books and try to be as like inclusive and um, holistic as possible. Like don't feel like you need to be an expert, but also don't just lean on, don't have sex. Like there's so much information out there. Like be open-minded. Hey, um, <laughs> that's very good advice. I know it's very uncomfortable topic for most. Thank you. Who is the Boomi target customer? When we get this question, here's there's there's a traditional answer, you know, oh, it's customers 35 to 45 women. Like there's the typical, like who's the main customer. But what we found is that we sort of, we're transcending ages, ethnic backgrounds. Like we have a variety of people that are interested in us. It's usually folks that are, in relationships and are curious like for example they have a question and they want a solution why is my libido low so they're finding gloomy because they want that solution or i'm in a new relationship like where do i even start how do i communicate sexually they find our information and then they feel you know then they're in our community so i think it's just a lot of curious people that want to prioritize romance intimacy sexual communication. Um, yeah, it, it's more, I would say, uh, it's a new type of customer also because we're not going after like a certain ethnic group, but I can tell you that we have a very nice, diverse, like ethnic background, sexual orientation background, like socioeconomic. And I think that that's coming because the way that we position ourselves is very inclusive. We aren't a company that's going to be perfect for everybody, but we don't exclude people. And I think sometimes brands miss that, especially legacy brands. It's like hot pink or hot green. And you can tell it's for a certain person. And 
we try to be very inclusive and I think that's why we're over indexing in the queer community, black community, Latino community, um, Asian community. There's there's a lot that I feel like we're doing right, but it's not like your traditional core segment. So do you servicing people only in US or also outside of US? Um, we're mainly focused on the US. We do sell in Canada. We're exploring other options right now, but US is the main market we want to tackle. And please tell our listeners, how can they contact you and purchase your products? Yes, if anybody wants to learn more about intimacy or shopper products, you can go to our website. It's thebloomy, B-L-O-O-M-I.com. Um, you can also follow us on social or sign up for our email um, to get content and updates. And then if people want to follow like my motherhood journey as an entrepreneur and balancing it all, it's my website and my social is the same. It's RebeccaAlvarezStory.com and the same for my social handles. Thank you, Rebecca. Would you please tell our audience what kind of products they can be expecting to see on your site? Yes. When you come to our site, you'll find organic lubricants. You'll find high quality, easy to use toys like body massagers. You'll find washes, moisturizers, uh, massage oils, arousal oils. So it's kind of a variety of things that you can use for intimacy and Um, I forgot to mention this, but the devices like the toys and the lubes, they're also available in Target. So you can check your local Target app to see where Bloomy is located. And you can also shop us in person at Target. Are they only in California or in 50 states? In 50 states. We're nationwide at Target. So you can check. Sometimes people will say, you know, oh my gosh, they're at all of my local stores. And sometimes people will say, oh, you're in one store like 20 minutes away. But You, there's something decently close by for everyone. Very well, very well. And thank you very much, Rebecca, for your time today and love all the informative information. Thank you, Daphne. Thank you for having me and talking about this topic. Thank you. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.